Hey guys. Oh, wait a second. I forgot <laughs> to get my wine. Oh my God. I need a glass of wine before. Okay. Hold the phone. How's this for ASMR? Guys, listen to this. Oh, that is just heavenly. Okay. Anyway, now I can begin. Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin. I'm Katie. And tonight, oh boy, do I have some things to talk to you guys about. I have some old memories to bring up from the ashes. Um, Some things I want to talk about. I am going to answer a lot of your questions because a lot of them happen to be related and talk about uh, a lot of things like why we like bad Christmas movies, even though they're bad. Um, That's just one of the many things we're going to talk about tonight on this episode of Thick and Thin. But as you guys know, before I get into any of the juicy stuff, I'm going to introduce tonight's sponsor. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Baboon, as was last week and the previous week's episode. I just, guys, I just love this freaking bag company. Love Baboon. They sell duffel bags. And as I've mentioned on previous episodes, these duffel bags are life proof. They literally have a lifetime warranty. They can be taken all across the globe. They can fit in literally any compartment. These things are magic. And I just thought about this the other day. This would be actually a really great gift to give someone, you know, if you're going to like maybe gift like a trip or something to a significant other for like, uh, I don't know, for Christmas or something or for Hanukkah and you you want something to go along with, the, you know, the plane ticket to Tahiti, just give them a duffel bag. And if you guys want 10% off your first purchase of a Baboon duffel bag, all you got to do, as you guys remember probably, is go to Baboon to the Moon. Dot com and enter the code Katie, that's K-A-T-Y, and you can get 10% off your purchase. So that's great. All the more reason to pick up a duffel bag for yourself or a significant other. Not to mention they are crazy trendy and also, as I mentioned, have a lifetime warranty. So you literally cannot go wrong with buying a Baboon duffel bag. So one more time, just go to baboontothemoon.com and enter the code Katie, K-A-T-Y, at checkout. Okay, so that's it for tonight's sponsor on with the podcast. So I was going to talk about something completely different tonight, like completely, completely different. But then I actually whipped out my old college diary, um, like honestly, just looking for a blank page to write some stuff down. Like that was literally the reason why I was going through it, just to, like find a blank page, um, which there aren't many because I wrote a lot of things down in my time in college, which I highly recommend all of you guys to write your thoughts down because honestly, you never know what you're going to like look back and be like, oh, I forgot how I was feeling at that moment. You know, you kind of you want to know those things. So anyway, I wrote this one entry and now I'm obviously I'm struggling to find it. Why did I not bookmark it? Katie, what the heck? I am not an organized podcaster, as you guys know. It's kind of spur of the moment here on thick and thin. But anyway, okay, found it. So I'm going to read this to you. It's kind of it's not like that long. Honestly, it's only a page long. And I remember I remember the mood or like how I was feeling when I wrote this this entry, because Honestly, there's like, (laughs) it's like kind of messy. You guys know I have like, I really do pride myself in my handwriting and this is a little bit all over the place. But anyway, I'm gonna take a sip of wine and then relive the past. Here we go. Okay. We all just want something to believe in. We want this so bad, this feeling of constant passion and zest for life that we ignore our instincts. We dig for shreds of hope, latching on to literally anything to prove to ourselves and everyone else that we aren't crazy. We replay fond memories and moments in our heads until they they swallow up the bad moments, the heartbreak and the sadness whole. We convince ourselves that they didn't even occur at all. Look at all this good, we tell ourselves, thinking about past memories. Where did it all go? We want that feeling back, that good feeling, so we repeat mistakes. We reopen chapters that weren't meant to be revisited. 
and then we feel small. I just wanted to believe in something, we whisper to ourselves. Sometimes believing in yourself isn't enough for us. We crave more. Oh, okay. Real heart-wrenching there. I'm going to leave it open just in case I want to reference it again. But guys, I remember exactly how I was feeling when I wrote this, this entry in my diary. And I will say I didn't write in my diary every day. It was almost like I only wrote in it when things went bad. So it's kind of depressing if someone were to find this. Like they'd be like, oh my God, what is this girl going through? Yeah. So I I very oftentimes would write down my feelings when I was going through something tough because I learned, guys, this is actually pretty, pretty valuable thing to, you know, take note of if you're still in college or even in high school. You know, a lot of times when you want, okay. I love my friends to death and I will tell them anything and you know sometimes the things I don't I the things I tell them sorry are you know like I'm not gonna lie every every friend group you know says things that maybe they wouldn't want to be you know heard outside of the friend group like there's you know things we talk about that we don't want anyone else to know and like that's that's the whole point of having a friend group but there's some things guys that I just I can't tell my friends there's just feelings I feel sometimes that I don't even know how to express it to another person um, and explain it. So I just write it down. And so honestly, if you're ever going through something extremely hard that, you know, you don't think obviously talking it out to like a therapist is valuable or, but you you know yourself better than anyone else. So you know when it, there's a time and place for like going to talk to someone and also a time and place where you just want to write something down. And sometimes I, you know, growing up, my mom would always tell me if I ever had anything that was bothering me or like, if I was really mad about something, write it down on a piece of paper and scrunch up the paper and throw it away and it would make me feel better. And to be honest, it did. So I wrote this down, not thinking it was going to go anywhere, not thinking I was going to open up and talk to this, talk about this to anyone. I really didn't think so. And I didn't know how to express this to my friends, especially because, you know, looking around, it seemed like everyone else was so happy and, you know, which obviously I know isn't the case, but I also just sometimes have a problem with sharing because I don't want to burden people, which sounds crazy because I would never hesitate, you know, if any of my friends came to me with any problems, even if it seemed kind of like a stupid, quote unquote, stupid problem, which I don't think there is any such thing really, but if it sounded remotely stupid, I would still be there fully with, you know, advice and whatever they needed. So, you know, but sometimes it's it's hard to, you know, flip the tables and be the person that goes to someone else. I'm, I have a very hard time asking for help. Very, very hard time. Um, and I have a lot of pride and stuff like that. But anyway, so I remember writing this after like a particularly rough frat party adventure as as we uh, experience you know it was just a, a frat party adventure gone wrong I guess and I don't even really truly remember the specifics honestly like at this point I don't even I don't even know I, I have a feeling about like of who it was about um but I, I really don't quite remember because let's be real there was so many so many parties so many you know I probably wrote this when I was like half drunk and so you know but I'm reading it back now and I find a lot of parts of it that either I still kind of think about on a daily basis or I found to be the case, you know, in a lot of your questions you guys were asking me, a lot of you guys also feel these feelings on a daily basis. And so I thought that I would address them, address, um, you know, these thoughts, kind of just break down this entry and talk about, you know, why these things bother us so much, you know, why, why why do we need something to believe in? Why is believing in ourselves not enough? You know, your, your parents and your role models, everyone and their mother is always telling you to just believe in yourself. 
you know, and you're the only person you can truly rely on, like you are, you are your person, whatever, you know, all of that in my mind is kind of bullshit. Like I, believe me, it's pretty and I've probably said it to you guys a ton, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, okay, that's cute and all, like believing in myself is all I need, but like just how darn good does it feel to have someone else? You know, how, it's just, it just feels good and you cannot deny it. And as, you know, much of a feminist as you want to be and as much of a I don't need no man type of person you want to be, there's there's just something that's unbeatable, you know, about being with another person that's that's right right for you. You know, when you find that feeling, you don't want to give it up, even if it becomes tainted with some bad stuff here and there. And that's why I wrote in there about the part where you kind of like tell yourself that that didn't happen. You kind of forget about it. You push that out of your brain. And then, you know, there's that one quote. Oh, it's a Taylor Swift song. Oh, it's like, I forget about you long enough to forget what I was mad about. Oh my God, what was that? I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to, why I needed to. Wait, is that, is that how it goes? Oh my God. I love when you guys like correct me about these things because I'm like, oh, darn it. Um, I forget about you long enough to forget why, oh my God, all too well, Taylor Swift. Okay, sorry, that just was a struggle. But you know, it's like you kind of forget why you forgot about those things because obviously they hurt you. So that is kind of a big chunk of what I wrote. And that can ring true for things besides just, you know, relationships. Like if you're in a friendship with someone and you have that like one like homie from like that goes way back, like one of those really, I hate that I just said homie. Anyway, really good friend and they do something and, you know, you are like, wait, that's not cool. I don't like that. And instead of, you know, you just, you just push that out of your mind because you're like, no, but they're a great person you know, and one of my friends actually came to me tonight with this, this dilemma and she was like, so I'm in, I'm in school and there's this person that I like have really become friends with in my class, but she's always texting me, asking me for answers on the homework, or she's always just like texting, asking for, asking for things. It's almost like she just only reaches out when she wants something. And I'm like, oh honey, I have, I have dealt with that before in high school. That was huge. Like I remember, you know, I was, as you guys remember from me telling it a million times, you guys are like, okay, we get it, Katie, you were bullied. Anyway, I was bullied in high school. It was really rough. And um, yeah, really, really rough. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was rough. And a lot of people, you know, I, I was desperate for people to like me because I was so, you know, pushed around that I was like, no, 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 I want to fight back and I want people to like me. You know, any little thing I could do for people to make them like me, I would do because I was such a people pleaser. And I still you know, fight being a people pleaser to this day, I still have to combat those, you know, those tendencies. Um, And so people would always ask me for answers on things and for homework, and I would always give it to them. And I'm sorry, um, honor code. (laughs) I guess I'm out of the school system now, but still, yeah. So I know the feeling, you know, and you you tend to like forget about the bad stuff just because, you know, you want to focus on the positive as everyone's always saying, and then you kind of forget that there was anything negative and you go crawling back to those people, you know, as I mentioned, it's like you keep, um, you want that feeling back. So you repeat mistakes. We reopen chapters that weren't meant to be reopened and then we feel small. Yeah. And then we whisper to ourselves, we just wanted to believe in something. Yeah. And you know, there's nothing wrong. I read this quote once. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be loved. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know, guys, there's, there's only so many times you can go crawling back to something that hurt you. 
there was a question that was asked um, tonight. I screenshotted it to make sure I would answer it. Okay. This girl goes, okay, so I am constantly stuck between not knowing if I should be patient or I should walk away. I've been in this situation with a guy for almost two years now. That's a long time. Every time I try to walk away, I just end up even more stuck than before. I don't know if this situation requires patience or it just means the plant is dead and I should walk away. Help. Um, yeah, so I know the feeling. I actually, so I do this thing now where I um, obviously anonymously put a lot of your questions into a group chat with my friends and I'm like, guys, what do you think about this? And everyone was like, oy vey, two years, that's too long to be, you know, dealing with something like this, yada, yada, yada. And it was funny because we were like talking about that, like, oh, two years is so long. And then someone was like, at one of my friends, weren't you and so-and-so off and on for two years? And she's like, oh shit. You know, it's, it's the thing, it's, it's, it's easier said than done to walk away from people like this. You know, it's, it's like, because you always, here's the thing, it's the hope, it's the little, little creeping in your, you know, being hope that kills us, because that's what keeps us going back to these, these people that hurt us, okay, that's, that's exactly what it is, we convince ourselves that, you know, we're being dramatic, or that they'll change, and like a number of things, and believe me, I've heard it all before, I've been in this situation before, you know, it's a type of thing where it's like, you know, if we were meant to be, we would have been by now, you know, to answer the question, you know, very honestly, just face the facts. You know, if there were reasons that you guys were driven apart in the two years you've been together or whatever you guys are doing, you know, maybe maybe those are telling and maybe it's kind of a sign, you know, although maybe there's there's physical attraction and other things there, if there are things driving wedges in your relationship, I think that it's it's time to give it a rest at least for a little bit and you know maybe maybe you've kind of not been looking at what's around you maybe there's someone else that's better suited for you that you haven't been giving the time of day because you're so focused on this one person and I know it's easy to just dig back into the past because it's something that's familiar and a lot of times we run back to what's familiar instead of facing the scary world that we live in and being adventurous and you know you know going outside of our comfort zone because it's just easier sometimes to go into the into past chapters rather than to open a new one so you know obviously it's up to you and it's going to be easier said than done to walk away from someone but I think two years is enough you know it's too long to be unsure about something like this because this is your life who's to say this you know weird period of do you like him won't last another two years don't let it last another two years okay that's my biggest piece of advice. Looking back, it's crazy because the guy that I wrote all this about, like, come on, Katie, really? Like, <laughs> come on. He is not all that in a bag of chips, okay? Let's just say that. And, you know, I just let him consistently hurt me because I just told myself, oh, you know, that's, I'm being dramatic and, you know, I ignored all the signs and whatnot. And, you know, it's it's true. We we open chapters sometimes that weren't meant to be reopened and we wonder why we feel so shitty afterwards and then we're like, ah, maybe that chapter should have just been closed. And so that's how I feel about that. I think the big lesson here, the big lesson that I've learned from all this is just, you know, keep yourself honest. I know sometimes it's easy that, you know, when you're decision making, especially when you've been drinking or like, I don't know, you're fired up and just want, you know, another person, or you just really want someone else to believe in, or something, you know, we kind of, we go back into the past almost because we are 
are kind of tricking ourselves. We have this tendency of being like, oh, you know, that was a really shitty thing that that guy did to me or like I really don't like him. I don't find him attractive. Um, There's always these little like negative things that kind of bite at us and we're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that because of this. And then we're like, no, I'm going to just going to forget that that happened. Oh, I'm just going to forget that you know, this guy doesn't measure up maybe to what I think I want in a, in a partner, you know, whether it be the, you know, the looks or the sex isn't good, I don't know, or like just a number of things and we kind of just, we just want another person to be with, you know, that we kind of just convince ourselves that those things don't exist and, you know, we kind of, we just, we settle. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, we settle and as I've mentioned, that is bad. Because, you know, we have so much potential and the minute we settle, you know, it's it's kind of like accepting defeat, I feel like. So I guess just, you know, 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 just know yourself to the point where you can be honest with yourself. And it's 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 tough sometimes to, you know, be faced with a, an option to be, you know, with a guy to like go over to a guy's house or go to a, on a date with a guy or whatever and like kind of fake love for a little bit and you, you either that and kind of feel whole about it and have a story to tell your friends and, you know, a person to tell your parents that you're seeing and whatnot and or just being alone but honest and reminding yourself that that person just isn't right for you. And I'm not saying you should be a hermit and you shouldn't take chances and whatnot with people that might not be what you expect because let's be real, sometimes we, you know, we, we hear all these stories about people that are like, oh, I didn't think that that guy was cute or I really thought he was annoying the first time I met him and then he obviously, you know, now I think he's irresistible and whatever. So I think that's a whole different thing of like, you know, maybe not being attracted to someone the first time you meet them and then things changing, you know, but if it's an old flame that you're kind of just making excuses, if you're ever making excuses for a person, you know, for a previous partner or for someone that you're dating, that's a red flag. If you're ever making any sort of excuse, if your friends are like, Katie, why did he, why are you okay with the way that he treated you? And you're saying, oh, he was just having a bad day, blah, blah, blah. If you're consistently making excuses, that is a red flag, a huge, massive red flag. Anyway, that's a whole side note, but kind of going back to what I was like getting at there when I was talking about how someone can change in the sense that like in your mind at least so in the in the sense that when you first meet them they might not be your you know your cup of tea and then things change so I have a problem where sometimes I go to bars <laughs> obviously I, I quite frequently go to bars and sometimes I meet guys in bars and I get their numbers or like they ask for mine and they text me the next day and I naturally google their name or like go on Facebook or I just do some stealthy stealthy creeping so I'm, I'm really hoping none of these guys are listening to this because they're like ah she totally did a background check on me nothing like crazy I just you know type their name into Instagram or something I think that's not I think that's normal does everyone do that please tell me everyone does that anyway I will do that and sometimes I'm like oh my god he is not as cute as I thought he was at the bar. And I actually read this one question that was eerily similar to what I just said. And I'm going to read it aloud now so you guys can know that I'm not crazy and I'm the only person that ever thinks like this and I'm not horrible. So anyway, this girl goes, she said she liked to be anonymous. I'm not going to say her name. But she said, 
I met a guy at the bar the other night and we've been texting on and off for a couple of days. As shallow as this sounds, I found him on Facebook and I'm suddenly no longer attracted to him, aka I had beer goggles on for sure, which I think is so funny because that's so true, guys. It's so true. Sometimes when you're at the bar, you, I I don't know, something about just the alcohol and the social atmosphere, you're like, oh my god, he's so cute. And then your friends are like, Katie, what the heck? I cannot tell you guys how many times my friends have like found me talking to a guy and they're like, Katie it's time to go and I've never asked questions but I have a feeling anyway back to the question she goes am I shooting myself in the foot by not going out on a date with someone I'm not attracted to oh goody this is a good question to answer okay so I once heard this quote and it goes along the lines of um a drunk man's words are a sober man's thoughts man or woman woman uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of the, the along the lines of like, you know, a drunk person sometimes does things and says things that are completely from the heart and what a sober version of themselves would think but never do. You know, it's almost like, you know, the alcohol or liquid courage, if you will. Um, you know, sometimes the things that you do when you're drunk are honest. You know, sometimes it's a little bit crazy and you're like, what the heck was I thinking? Why did I do that? That was stupid. But also, you know, there's some some part of you that you know deep down did want to do that you know um so ask yourself again this is kind of the theme of the episode is just you know talk to yourself listen to yourself know what you're actually thinking and not just what you want yourself to think you know if you were having a good time with this guy at the bar you know if you weren't like maybe crazy crazy drunk and you just maybe it was just good lighting on his part I don't know if you had a good time with him if he was nice good company you know, who's to say that you won't develop, you know, he won't change in your eyes. You know, maybe he's not exactly what you had in in mind for your Prince Charming. You know, I have a very specific image in my head of what I want my future bae to look like, but oftentimes, and actually like, yeah, based on my track record, I have not dated a single person that looks like this person in my head. I'm like hearing someone open the door down the hall and I thought it was like a mouse again. I'm freaking out. I, I'm, I have like PTSD from having that mouse in the apartment. So anyway, but yeah, so here's my thoughts on this. I think your gut feeling is important. So I think if the guy, you know, the next day is texting you, if you guys are having a good, you know, banter via text, you know, I think there's a very big difference between someone that's kind of like crazy via text and you're like, oh my God, I'm scared. Or like a guy that's like a good texter and you're having a good conversation or I don't know. I'm, I'm not like huge on texting, so I'm, it's hard to say for me. But, you know, I think that if he's trying to like take you out on a date or something that is to your liking, to your liking, sorry, I just kicked something, you should go. Because here's the thing, like, you know, if you are going on this date with this guy completely unobstructed by alcohol, like you're not, maybe you're drinking like a glass of wine and not like taking tequila shots or anything, like you're, you're kind of less blurry at dinner with this guy, you know, as kind of crazy and daunting as it seems to just like go on a date with a random guy you just met at the bar, like, whoa, it's a lot of times how people meet their, you know, their, their person. So it's, you know, what, what are you losing? What are you losing by giving this guy a chance? And like, honey, as I mentioned, I am so the type to have the the beer goggles issue. But I can say I've gone on dates with the guys that I've met at bars, I think two, two now, that I can confidently say they are not my type. But, you know, going on that date with them made it very clear to me. And I never have to ask myself, what if? 
and you know they're still they're I wouldn't say they're like you know friends of mine per se but like I still have their them in my phone like if I see them out I will say hi to them we have like a you know an acquaintance thing going on but now at least I know for a fact that I wasn't you know missing out on anything by going on this date you know also I got a free meal out of it which isn't bad and you know I've had friends actually there's a close a friend of mine that she initially when she met her boyfriend loved how funny he was he was initially a friend of hers on a trip that she went on um kind of like in a big group of of people that she met on this trip she went and she didn't know anyone and she met all these people she's so close with and one of them being her her current boyfriend and at the time like she was like oh like I wish that this guy was cuter because I love everything about him but he is just not cute and he you know now she literally told me and I actually asked my my friends and my group me about this question and I was like what would you guys do because naturally my friends opinions mean a lot to me and they have good opinions at that so I asked and she was like you know Katie you know when I met so and so you know I I told you guys like he was not my type I thought he was not cute and you know sometimes people you know once you learn about them and you know you know, the deepest parts of their soul and what they, you know, hope for and dream about and they're funny and you have the same humor and you, you know, you have that, that banter that happens when you're like in a relationship or or you're about to be and there's like that, that banter and you just get along. You just, you just, you know, you have that, that connection, you know, even if he doesn't look how you expect your tall, dark and handsome, dreamy man to look that you've always imagined in your head, you know, I think that I have the belief that people can evolve to look, you know, in your mind, you know, can just can change, okay, in your mind. Your mind, you'll process them differently or look at them and you'll be, you know, attracted to them. I think, I, I strongly do think that and I know guys in this society, especially, you know, with the friends that, the people that we're friends with and like whatever, it's, it's always nice to be like, oh, I went on this date with this guy and and literally like clockwork, guys, whenever I go on dates, whenever any of my friends go on dates or anyone in the office, it's always like, oh, let me see a picture. And you get nervous, you know, even if you had a connection with the guy, but he's not, you know, the, the I don't know, an Adonis of this age, like Zac Efron material, you're like scared to show a picture and you always are like searching through Facebook trying to find a good picture and you're like, wait, I swear he looks good in person, but he just uh, doesn't have any good pictures or his last photo was taken three years ago and I swear he looks cuter now you're always making excuses why do we care so damn much about having you know a I mean granted yeah like I'm not gonna say like oh my god it's not important to me at all because I do think that we are sexual beings and we do look for looks okay we do we what do you think dating apps are all about like the big part of it is the picture okay and you know the photos and swiping on if you think he's cute or not and it's a huge part of our day and age but guys sometimes it's bullshit okay and we have to know that when we have a connection with a person and the looks don't match up that doesn't mean that they won't evolve and if anything they could just make a really great a good friend and yeah there's always the risk that you might accidentally lead him on I think it's important that when you go on these dates after you meet a guy at the bar and you know you look him up and you're like oh my god that's not what I thought he looked like oh my god drunk goggles you know I think it's important that when you go on that date you don't lead him on you don't give him any false promises and you trust your gut and if you don't know what your gut's saying if you're still kind of unsure 
you know, give it some time to process. And, you know, chances are sometimes if you're unsure, the feelings might just not be there. And in that case, just be honest. And I know it sucks and it's hard. And, you know, sometimes it's like you feel bad just, you know, sending them a text to like say I'm not into you. But I I did it. I've done it. It sucks. But I've, I've learned that if they're a good person, you know, the way that they respond to the text that you send when you're not interested, you know, the, the I'm sorry, it's not you, it's me text, you know, that text that you send to people, you know, the way that they respond to that text is more telling than anything. I've had guys text me, you know, respond and be like, okay, I wasn't even interested in you in the first place, you know, like a sassy response and like that's telling. That's like, okay, thank God I didn't waste my time with them because, you know, they're a sore loser type of of person, you know, and, and I've had guys answer with the most, you know, sweet, understanding responses. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll consider them later on in life or like, you know, oh, they're, they're not a bad person, you know, and it, it's very telling. So, you know, kind of on the other side of things, if a guy ever ends it with you, your response is very telling. And, you know, obviously you could say other things to your friends and like, you know, call them a, a, all sorts of things behind closed doors. But I think how you respond to someone when they let you down easy you know, is very telling of your character. So yeah, that's kind of how I feel about this. Did I answer the question? I don't even know. Oh, something I do want to say is like, you know, people can change, okay, or in your mind. I think people can change is like a huge statement that like is often untrue. But, you know, to to the point of, you know, a guy can get more attractive in your mind. I think that that is something that can happen. Although you cannot beat yourself up or like think that you're a shallow person for thinking about looks because it's a huge part of our society and we've kind of been low-key brainwashed into thinking that we need a certain type of Prince Charming type. And, you know, our Prince Charming isn't, you know, 5'9". And, you know, and that always, I mean, obviously for me, because like, you know, some people are like, five feet tall and they're like oh five nine is plenty tall for me but like I you know I'm like five 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 and a half five six ish I fluctuate depending on what time of day it is um and I like for a guy to be five ten or you know five ten is kind of like like the lowest I'll go and I often feel so shitty about it and I'm like can I just grow up like is height really that important to me you know, at face value, it seems important, but who knows, I could fall in love with someone that's 5'9", or f- I, I don't even know, less than that, um, and it's it's all about the gut feeling, like, if you are into a guy, it doesn't matter, like, take it from Charlotte from Sex and the City, her, you know, ultimate Harry, the guy she ultimately ha- ends up with, oh my god, spoiler, I hope you guys have all seen it, I think by now everyone kind of has, um, you know, isn't, isn't who she thinks she's gonna end up with she thought she was gonna end up with Trey who's like okay I don't even think Trey's that cute but like whatever he's I guess a little bit I don't know I guess he's cute to Charlotte I don't understand half the guys in Sex and the City I'm like no you're not cute anyway um I don't even want to talk about uh that one old guy that um anyway whatever anyway she doesn't think she's gonna end up with a bald sweaty hairy Jewish man but she does and she loves him and you know, happily ever after for her. So yeah, you never know. Okay, guys, like always give it a chance. And you know, the worst thing that happens is you have to send that awkward text afterwards. But once you send it, you know, get take a nice big gulp of your wine and send it. And at the end of the day, it's like at least you were honest because then you opened him up to more possibilities of being with someone else. So there you go. Okay, so that's kind of to answer that little thing. I do want to address 
um, in the end of this podcast, or I guess we're not really at the end, we're at 31 minutes, so that's pretty good. Um, this poll that I made on my story last night. So I was talking, I was, okay, I was sitting in bed last night because I decked my halls. I put up all the lights. It's beautiful. It's so bright in here. Um, my electricity bill is going to be through the roof. Oh my God, but at least it's festive. And I was sitting in my bed with my glass of wine and I was like, what do I watch on TV? And as you guys know, Netflix is like extremely like, come on, there's like four movies on Netflix. Like, why cannot, why can't Netflix get more, more titles? Like, I, and I don't, I'm not even talking about like the new releases. Like, I don't need the new releases. I need the old stuff. I need 27 dresses. Why is 27 dresses not on Netflix? Let me know. Anyway, so I'm like going through Netflix. And of course, like I literally scour, I like spend more time searching through Netflix than actually watching things on Netflix. Like, does anyone else relate to that? So I'm like scrolling through all the titles on Netflix and I find this one and it's like, I don't even remember honestly I think it was like the the Christmas wedding planner or something like I knew it was going to be cheesy just from like the title and the looks of it like the font itself just screamed like this is a cheesy movie and I already knew how it ended before I even clicked play so anyway I like I played the movie I was like laying in bed watching it and it was just so bad but it was like a car crash I couldn't look away from it was like so bad but I kept watching it and I watched it all the way through and not to mention, I like kind of got a little emotional at one point. I was like, oh my God, no. Even though I knew exactly how it was going to end up. And like, of course, happily ever after they ended up together, yada, yada, yada. I won't even say spoiler alert because we all knew exactly how it was going to end. So, but then I was like, why on earth? Like, why do we like bad Christmas? Well, why do we, why do we watch them? We know they're bad, but like, why do we watch them? And you guys had amazing, amazing responses to this question that I asked and I did want to just read some of them and give you guys my own theories on this because I think it all kind of ties back to what I said in my initial little um, diary entry you know we all just want to believe in something we want we want that happy ending and a lot of times it's not enough just being by ourselves and we always have this weird weird itch for something else you know we fill our lives with so many things because we just feel like something's missing and you know at that some people and some things that we fill our lives with emphasize our loneliness even more and we can't explain it so anyway going to read your responses now so okay someone says um lizzie says i don't know but i'm addicted i said why do we like the question was why do we like bad christmas movies even though they're bad someone in all caps elena i think this all the time i can't stop and i need answers um Okay, Riley says, we like things that we can predict, like Hallmark movies. CK Jumps says, because they're so bad that they're good, they're like a bad car crash you can't look away from. Yep, that's where I stole my analogy from. Um, Ashlyn says, because it portrays love being super easy and we just wish love was that easy. True that, true that. Um, Abigail Victoria says, they're simple, sweet, and perfect. They always end up together true we've always been fond of dreams um and then yeah escape from reality because we want that corny ending movies without consequences are easy to watch and nearer the simplicity of holidays yeah great responses big one was happy endings that was a big big theme throughout all your responses um someone goes katie this this movie is next level bad i'm like yep it you know what i just it just i couldn't stop i could not stop watching it um then then someone says we accept the movies we think we deserve okay ouch I think I deserve better movies but they just don't have them on Netflix okay and I'm not gonna pay for a movie 
I guess I probably should, but like whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically the, the moral of this, this whole question was, you know, we like movies and things in general that, you know, that paint a picture of, or just almost are so easy to watch because we know what's going to happen whereas our lives are just like train wrecks in comparison we you know we compare this like movie as cheesy as it is and whatnot we compare that to our lives and we're just like give me like I get home from work and I'm just like give me something that's not my life right now like granted guys I love what I do and I love just my day-to-day I love that I've made it here I'm in a very you know, great position in a city that I love, in an apartment that I love, in a, you know, a job that I love, and my friends are here, and I could not complain, like, you know, but there's always just a part of you that wants to get away, you know, why do we read books, why do we watch movies, why do we listen to music, we, we just want an escape, because sometimes our lives just become so, you know, either repetitive, or just so much to process, like, for me, it's like, I'm I'm loving my life right now, but there's just so much to think about. I'm constantly looking for something to go wrong. I my head's on a swivel. I don't have a boyfriend. Blah 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 blah. Cry me a river, Katie. Like first world problems, you know. But then there's always like that part of you that just wants to get away. It's like you want to take a vacation from your life, and so that's why you know we read books, and that's why we watch movies. And I love reading books more so than movies because I feel like when you're when you're reading a book, you can't be texting at the same time, and you can't be like you know I don't know thinking like it's almost like you have to like really like throw yourself into the book and you're just completely lost in it and that's why I love reading I love reading on like trains and not like you know getting lost in my thoughts to the point where I'm upset and you know because it's just it's easier said than done to just like be absolutely in love with your life like everyone's like just you know live a life that you're in love with that you're proud of but you know what it's it's easier said than done because there's always gonna be something that you that you want to fix there's always going to be something that isn't fully there whoa indigestion oh my god so yeah that's that's my theory as to why we like bad Christmas movies and speaking of things that we like I saw this one quote on Pinterest today I screenshotted it because I was like oh my god I want to tell this to the followers so I said or I said lol I read how about that we cling to music to poems to quotes to writing to art because we desperately do not want to be alone we want to know that we aren't going crazy and someone else out there knows exactly how we're feeling we want someone to explain the things that we can't which I have a feeling is the reason why sometimes we listen to podcasts am I right I don't know if you guys are getting anything out of this one to the point where I can explain something that you can't explain yourself but you know we listen to podcasts we we do all these things we have all these mediums we're constantly connected because sometimes our lives just don't make sense to us and we want to you know in any way possible make sense of our lives and you know guys here's the thing like I'm I'm very very big as you guys know on the idea that we are enough like you are enough but you know you can't help but sometimes feel that there's you know something missing that you need another person in your life and you know I I think that it's perfectly valid to you know be on the prowl so to speak for another person and I think it's natural and it's normal and it's fun to talk about and it's exciting in New York and other cities and you know it's something to look forward to and whatnot but I think it's important that before before you you know enter a union (laughs) with another person you know, you realize that or you kind of just internalize and believe that you are your own 
first before you are anyone else's, you know, and you need to really know that. And it's hard, you know, believe me, I, if you guys have been hearing half the things I've been saying in this podcast, I very much struggle with being satisfied, you know, with just myself. I, I become very anxious and I, I, you know, convince myself that I'm going to be alone forever and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be like 35 and, and not have a boyfriend and that's like obviously all that matters to me because I'm a shallow millennial and whatnot, but it's, it's something you can't help but think about, but I think it, it is important to remind ourselves that at the end of the day, if we neglect us if we neglect you know our what we know to be true and we you know hide these things from ourselves and we lie to ourselves and go back to the things that hurt us and you know all these things and listen to the lies that society tells us that looks are the most important thing in the entire universe if we just you know disregard everything that we know to be true and just you know, blindly look for this, you know, this guy and just throw ourselves at people and go home with guys and just think that that's going to make us feel whole, you know, we just need to, we just need to remind ourselves what's important to us. And I think that's something that I need to work on. (laughs) Let's be real. Okay. So I'm getting to the point where I'm sleepy and I'm not making sense. So I'm going to say my goodbyes now. So yes, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast or, you know, maybe it made you think or feel something, especially, you know, this, this journal entry, I feel like touches so many people and it impacts like the feelings that I expressed here are felt, you know, are a widespread feeling around the country and around the world. So I hope you guys maybe, you know, got some food for thought from this podcast and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week with a whole nother subject and it's going to be December. How crazy. Oh my God, guys, the year is almost over and you know what that means. I'm going to have a lot of New Year's podcasts, like New Year, New Me. Just kidding. I will not say that. Um, Yeah. Okay. That was it. So I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you guys all next week. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.